Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I am well. So what's on today's topic? We're going to talk about music. Okay. <laughs> what about music? Well, music has so many purposes, including expressing emotion, telling stories, connecting with people, and inspiring people. We're just going to have a discussion about how music started off mm-hmm. and where we are today with music. In particular, I'm speaking specifically about hip hop. Got it. Um, music can be a powerful way to express a wide range of emotions from joy and love to sadness and anger. It also tells stories. Music can be used to tell fictional and real stories. This can be a way to pass on history, culture, or values. Music can also be used in a powerful way to bring people together, regardless of their backgrounds or beliefs. It also inspires. Music can inspire people to change the world, to be better people, or to simply live their lives to the fullest. So, real quick, um, what do you really love about music, personally? I love a song when I can feel it, Mm. and I can relate to a song based off of a situation. So for instance, if there was a song that I was listening to when somebody had passed that I really cared about, and that song reminded me of them, I would listen to that song. Mm. Or there's certain love songs that make me feel good because it reminds me of us. Mm -hmm. How about you? it depends on the mood. If I'm like, if I want like, if I want to like hustle, like, I throw on a, a quick little Marvin Gaye, da 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 da. You know what I mean? That little jump right there. Like for some reason, it gives me energy and it makes me like, it makes me like, just just hit hit the ground running for some reason. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, music has changed significantly. From the era of the civil rights movement to the 1990s, some of the reasons for this can uh, for this change can include the rise of new genres. So, in the 1960s, the most popular genre of music were folk, blues, jazz, and gospel. By the 1990s, new genres such as hip hop, rap, electronic dance music had become popular. These genres often had different styles and messages than the older genres. The changing social and political landscape. The civil rights movement was a time of great social and political upheaval. Um, This inspired many musicians to write songs about social justice and equality. By the 1990s, uh, the social and political landscape had changed. This led to a shift in the focus of many musicians who began to write more about personal experiences and relationships. Hmm. 
As well as the influence of technology, the development of new technology such as the personal computer and the sampler had a major impact on music. These technologies made it easier for musicians to create and record music, and they also led the development of new genres of music. Some people argue that artists don't talk about reality anymore, particularly in hip-hop. However, there are still many artists who write songs about social and political issues. For example, Kendrick Lamar's album, To Pimp a Butterfly, is a powerful exploration of race, class, and identity in America. What are your thoughts about that statement that <clears throat> hip-hop is no longer discussing things that are of our realities? I would say yes and no because mainstream hip-hop doesn't really focus on it but conscious hip-hop or underground hip-hop you have to really dig and find anything with substance that's interesting because when i was thinking about it i would agree with you but perhaps the music that is out right now is relevant to our times because everybody wants to have a good time and nobody really cares about what's going on i look at it should but I'm sorry. I look at it like art, like art mm-hmm. is subjective, you know. Artists, yeah. And it all depends on <coughs> the artist that's creating that art. That's you know, true. one no one artist is the same. Mm-hmm. You know. But I don't know. The purpose of music is to is up to the individual artists. Mm-hmm. Some artists may choose to use their music to address social and political issues while others may choose to focus on more personal topics. There is no right or wrong answer, and the best music is often the music that is most honest and true to the artist's own experience. Kendrick Lamar's Duckworth is an American rapper. (laughs) I didn't know his last name was Duckworth. That's crazy. Is an American rapper, songwriter, and record producer. He is known for his progressive musical style and uh, socially conscious songwriting and is often considered one of the most influential hip-hop artists of his generation. Lamar was born and raised in Compton, California. He began his music career as a teenager releasing a series of mixtapes under the name K-Dot. In 2011, he signed with Top Dog Entertainment, TDE, and released his debut album, Section 80, in my opinion, which is 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 one of his greatest albums. Mm-hmm. Um, the album was a critically uh, crucial, critical success. Excuse me, and Lamar was named to several years endless. I don't know what that is. In it, 2012, Lamar released his second album, "Good Kid," "Mad City." Mm-hmm. The album was a commercial and critical success and was certified double platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Mm -hmm. The album was praised for its complex storytelling and insightful lyrics, and it won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. In 2015, Lamar released his third studio album, To Pimp a Butterfly, which is another one of my favorites. Um, The album was a critically uh, critical and commercial success and was certified triple platinum by the RIAA. 
The album was praised for its experimental sound and its exploration of race, class, and identity in America. To Pimp a Butterfly won a Puzzler Prize for music, making Lamar the first non-classical or jazz artist to win the award. Lamar's fourth studio album, Damn, was released in 2017. The album was a commercial and a commercial success and was certified quadruple platinum by the RIA. Hey, the album won a Grammy uh, Award for Best Rap Album and the song Humble won a Grammy Award for the Best Rap Song. I had no idea he won a Pulitzer Prize. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Lamar's music is often characterized by its complex storytelling, insightful lyrics, and progressive sound. He is known for his ability to blend different genres of music, and his lyrics often explore social and political issues. Lamar is also a skilled rapper, and his flow and wordplay are often praised. Lamar is one of the most popular and critically acclaimed hip-hop artists of his generation. So... I lost where we were at. Well, his music is sonically and lyrically complex. He's a mm. gifted storyteller. He's not afraid to tackle difficult topics. His music is both authentic and accessible. Mm-hmm. He's a role model for young people. Lamar's music is about a wide range of topics, which include... Race and identity, poverty and violence, love and relationships, religion and spirituality, and the human condition. Lamar's music is often praised for its honesty and authenticity. He is not afraid to address difficult topics, and his lyrics are often personal and revealing. Lamar's music is also known for its social and political commentary. He has used his platform to speak out against racism, poverty, and violence. Kendrick Lamar is a talented and influential rapper who has made a significant impact on the hip-hop world. His music is complex, intelligent, and thought-provoking. He is a role model for young people, and his music has inspired and challenged listeners around the world. To Pimp a Butterfly is a complex and challenging album that explores a wide range of themes, including race, identity, violence, sex, religion, and spirituality. The album is divided into two parts. The first part, The Book of Hood Politics, explores the dark side of Compton, California, where Lamar grew up. The second part, The Book of Redemption, explores Lamar's journey to find redemption and peace. The album is notable for its experimental sound, which blends elements of funk, jazz, soul, and spoken word. Lamar's lyrics are often personal and revealing, and he addresses difficult topics such as what we discussed before. Mm. So, out of all uh, Kendrick's Lamar whole discography, um, which is your favorite song? Um, I guess it's cliche because that's the most popular one, but it's all right. Mm. Be All Right is my favorite one. And I can listen to Kendrick without having any hesitation or like feeling like I need to change the channel. But that mm. one song is 
one song that I can play repeatedly for the whole day. I think my favorite is um, I Love Myself. Mm-hmm. That one's nice. So. That one is amazing, especially with um, Ronald Isley in the, in the, on the chorus. Um, it's very rare to see or listen to a, a, a black man show admiration for himself, like self-love. Or people in general, people don't really admit outwardly that they love themselves. You know, that shows that he put a factor of mental health in that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I listen to Kendrick's music, it comes for me as a place of, it's coming from a place of confidence, of self-love and self-assurance and self-confidence that... I feel like lacks when I listen to some like a different type of artist mm. in a similar genre where it's like, yeah, we know you got the latest shoes. We know you got the latest, you know, pills and Percocets and all of that. And shit like that. And that type of genre of music is for a certain purpose. But when you listen to what Kendrick puts out as a whole, it's I- like someone who's confident in themselves and they're not willing to compromise their own vision of what they see for themselves, for anything else. Like, he's not doing it for the money that he can get from the record companies. Mm -hmm. He's just making art. One of my... Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Out of all the artists, you know, in a genre of, like, black music, who can you compare Kendrick Lamar to? Right now? Not, like, people of today, but just, like, throughout the whole... Oh, okay. I believe the reason why I do enjoy Kendrick's music is his ability to sample the greats, but also make it his own. Mm. So I would say he would be in the category, the category of artists that we are continually listening to now. Mm. The Marvin Gaye's. Um, I would even say Tupac. Okay. Just like the level of artistry or the level of like longevity of an mm. artist's <laughs> listenership. Like, he has so many people still listening to his, his music. Mm-hmm. Even from um, albums that came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and he's the type of artist that can put something out and be gone for years and then come back and we still love his work. Yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely earned that privilege of disappearing while a lot of these, like, different artists... It's like microwavable music, you know. Oh, wow, that's an interesting word. It's like fast food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they give you a little bit, um, give you one song, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just like genuine music. You know, I like genuine music. Mm-hmm. Race and identity. Lamar explores the complex and often contradictory aspects of being black a black man in America. He addresses issues such as racism, police brutality, and the legacy uh, legacy of slavery. Violence, Lamar confronts the violence that um, is prevalent in Compton and other inner cities. He explores uh, the causes of violence and the impact uh, it has on individuals and the community. You know who else does that? 
that? Uh, what's that guy's name? What's the song? In the ghetto. The one who went schizophrenic. Um, Anthony Hathaway? That's his name? Yeah, Hathaway. The ghetto. He, um, Donnie Hathaway. Donnie, yeah, Donnie Hathaway. <laughs> hey, oh man. Oh, my gosh. It's late. It's don't, late. Don't judge us. Donnie Hathaway. He did a lot of the same things, too. But the theory is that he went crazy and went schizophrenic. He thought um, the, CIA, uh, the government was after him. Maybe they were. Probably. <laughs> because maybe he was telling too much truth. But um, music is a reflection of the times, right? What does that mean? Just like art. Like art reflects life and life reflects art. Mm -hmm. Whatever's going on in the world, um, most of the time artists will document that and present it to the world, Mm -hmm. you know? And during the civil rights movement, during um, Jim Crow era, during during segregation, a lot of artists around those times will show that art to the world, show that struggle to the world. The Nina Simones, the Marvin Gaye's, the James Browns, the Donny Hathaways, the the list goes on and on and on. And it seems like. Um, in my opinion, the best art comes from that pressure of um, adversity. I agree with you. I also feel like subconsciously, a lot of people not are not really listening to music that is of violence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people right now are so tired of it, they're listening to Afrobeats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Like That's not even a statement that came from me, but I've heard this guy who is discussing that and saying how people aren't even listening to that crap anymore in the hood. Like, mm. we, we're just trying to be basically free yeah. from fighting each other. I, I, I dig it, you know. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in, in um, I wouldn't say impoverished. It wasn't a mm-hmm. third world type neighborhood. But it did go down. And the older I get, the the more my my taste in music changed, you know, I, I listen to jazz a lot more. I listen to more R and B because I don't want to. I feel like I've grown out of that my that mentality of that impoverished mentality. You know what I mean? I, I've grown out of that, and I don't want to stick to those same vibrations. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. But it's also very boring to be always trying to be hard yeah like it's not cool to like just be mad all the time and want to fight right. and want to shoot something right up or, or be eat. drugged up just smile like yeah yeah wake up in the morning make yourself coffee and listen to something that you enjoy like you're you're already promoting negativity on yourself but look is look at what's being promoted like we said before that music is a representation of the times and I, I don't know how many times I've seen um, people fighting on world star hip hop. I didn't even know world kids, star was a thing. Uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever social media sites. There's always like people arguing and 
bickering and you got these reality shows that don't show us in the best of lights like a lot of that is being promoted you know what happened to shows like college summit or um a different world or you know shows that show who we are at our core we're not always fighting (laughs) yeah it's like and we're not monolithic too yeah you got like some beautiful and intelligent and 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 upstanding citizens in our community and you have others who um are a little ratchet then you got people who are both you know what i mean like we're not monolithic like we should be we should have access to a wide variety of human being that shows every aspect of us and how we are you know what I mean? And not just one vacuum of an idea. I think culturally it's hard for us. And then you always keep using that word, we're not a monolith or, you know, all of that. It's because I feel like culturally we always group ourselves as one unit and we move as one unit no matter how <laughs> off the charts you are or how intelligent you are. It's like mm-hmm. we're supposed to move as a unit. So we can't really, it's hard for us to separate ourselves or say like, oh, you know, we're not that, but we're this. And so when we do want to make a point, it's difficult because people are assuming that all black people behave like love and hip hop from a different perspective, Mm. looking at what's on the screen or looking at how they believe we, we do behave. But we have people that enjoy surfing. We have people that travel. We have people that have other interests that they enjoy Mm -hmm. so it's like do we want to move as a unit as a group as our culture has always been (laughs) as in we are of this one black race or is it that we are free and free to be individual at the same time Mm. i think there's room for everything yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. there's room for everything you know there's room for every flavor of person every flavor of being it's just having that representation and having that the music as the heartbeat to that representation you know what I mean like some of us like metal some of us like rock and roll some of us like jazz some of us like hip hop some of us like classical you know what I mean and I think that Everything should be accessible for everybody. If not you're, just one category. Exactly. That's what you're That's okay, so if you're growing up in the hood and you never heard classical music, like that's that should be blasphemous. If you never heard of Miles Davis or or Coltrane or Theonius Monk, like that should be that should be like music one oh one. Why isn't it in the hood? Because I mean, we people, lived in the hood. <laughs> people don't it. have access. When I grew up, when I was like researching music, okay, I got a, a strange like background. Well, not very strange because I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of people um did it. But I used to make like beats and instrumentals. You know what I mean? And I would dig in the crates, like they would say, of uh, old R and B music and that 
took me to jazz and jazz took me to blues and blues took me to gospel and it's like the deeper i dug the more access and the more um wider my vision became my taste became you know what i mean a lot of people when i play music around people the way i look doesn't match the type of music that i play you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they will figure it out. They would think that I would just turn on like some some future or some uh you know, Gucci man or something like that. But yes, I do listen to that, but there's so much more out there. There is. You know what I mean? And I think that everyone should have access or knowledge or, you know, courses on music and the history of music because it's important it's our history mm-hmm. you know what i mean we should understand the movements that influence music or the music that influence movements around that right. you know what i mean and when you think about music all of the genres of music that we listen to in african-american or black music in america right started from those old Negro spirituals, those church hymns mm-hmm. of black people out in the field, you know what I mean, singing to pass the time by or singing to singing codes to each other so master didn't know when we would run for the Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like all of the music we listen to today, you know, it's word of mouth, uh, Hip hop or storytelling or all of that stems from that. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy everything. I enjoy everything. And I agree that as black people, we have different type of black people. Yeah. So there's a different artist for a different thing that you want. Um, but at the same time, it's like if there's a significant majority that's being put out there. What does that mean for the music that's not being put out? And why is it that there's just one genre out there right now that is just giving one message and not really addressing things that people are actually going through? You know that. You know why. It's it's promoted. We don't control the narrative. A lot of these companies, these big companies, control the narrative. It's they, like, yeah, no, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear the other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> they promote certain things to keep this machine moving it's all yeah it's all good like it's like it's all the music is good but it's like sometimes i get tired of hearing the same thing right right you know i i miss i mean the 90s was a very strange time because you had underground hip-hop conscious hip-hop you had gangster hip-hop you just had hip-hop that was about fun and flashy and Mm -hmm. you know shiny suits everybody had a lane but everything was played on the radio you can you can hear biggie smalls on the radio and then you can hear like lauren hill right after that Mm -hmm. you can hear um mace and then you can hear um nwa right after that right but it's like now you turn on the radio. Had I not met you or known you, I wouldn't know who Killer Mike is. Right. 
and it's not regional anymore. It's like you can't tell a rapper who's from the West Coast and an East Coast rapper. They all, to me personally, they mostly sound similar. Mm, interesting. In like rapping styles. When ASAP Rocky came out, I thought he was from the South. But he's not. But he's not. He's from New York. When Designer came out, I thought he was from Atlanta, but he's from Brooklyn. Or one of those barrels up there. Yeah, you're right. So it's no like, it's not regional anymore. It's like there's no uniqueness to their exactly backgrounds. And even though like hip hop is the 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 highest um, transport from America, you know, a lot of artists around the world um, borrow from the style of hip hop. Mm. You know, from the dreadlocks to the um, chains around the necks and the, and the flashy jewelry and the style and stuff like that you know i noticed a lot of that in like afro beats you know what i mean they get a lot of their style from american rap or uk rap rappers you know what i mean but and dancehall yeah. dance but i think hip-hop has influenced a lot of us a lot of the world mm-hmm. yeah What are your thoughts on like music right now? There's a lot out there. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Hip hop wise. Can you name any of the top quote unquote like chart artists that are out right now? Because I can't and I can't Charting decide artists? if I, mm-hmm. I'm old or if I just don't know mm-hmm. anybody. I stopped right. listening after a while. It's like I don't even turn on the radio. I just Find your own stuff. I curate my own playlists and yeah. just listen to those same songs because just me personally, a lot of it is depressing. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking prescription drugs or pussy raps. You know what I mean? Or just stuff. They speak, so they speak in a language that I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we speak in Latin and they just speak in like fresh English. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Can't relate. No. No. That's my problem. I feel like I hear it, but I'm like, I really can't relate to this. And if I'm hearing a song with too many B's in it, like, I'm like, I no. can't even relate to that either. Nine times I out of that ten. type of person. I'm like, I can't. I feel you. Nine times out of ten, I'm just not into the beat. I'm not into the 808. <laughs> I think everyone is, and I think that's what is the trap, you know? Yeah. As long as you have people with the beat, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for me as a kid. Like, it could be the raunchiest of the raunchiest song, and I'm not even hearing the lyrics. I'm definitely dancing. It's just the beat. Just the beat. It's just the beat, you know? Yes. Um even, even people who've been in the game a long time has kind of lost me, like Kanye West. Um, I used to love Kanye. He used to be real. He went from uh, President Bush doesn't like black people to hugging Trump with a a, a, a MAGA hat. It's it's years funny. Later. The the Kanye thing is really funny to me because I'm like, even when he started to be like slightly crazy, I was still rooting for him. Mm. When I saw a sense of arrogance, I I was still rooting for him. But then I'm like, it's, he's become an artist that I really admired, like you, or really enjoyed. To someone that I'm so embarrassed by, like, mm-hmm. that I even 
was rooting for him for that long. Because I'm like, yeah, you guys are just wrong. Or like, you know. Yeah. I, he's crazy. I, it's, he's like that cousin. You love him. <laughs> he went crazy a, a couple years ago. But you still you still want to hug him. You still want to hold on to yeah, him. Because no, that's I'll your man. That's off. your cousin. Now I cut the cousin off. You cut him off? Yeah. I can't anymore. I don't know. So if you seen him at the cookout, you want to say what's up? No, I actually wouldn't. <laughs> That's so funny, but I don't think I would. Yeah. He's not getting a plate. <laughs> He's not getting a plate. I, st- I still definitely give him a plate. No, I, I give him a plate. Yeah. It's just. You got to give him. He, he family. <laughs> you know what I mean? He family. No, I give him a plate, Philip, but I don't think I could listen to any of his music anymore. Yeah. I've just, like, he's lost me as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying that, but I'm still having a sweet spot for He's Kanye, and I don't know. Like you know how you have a sweet spot, but you don't understand why you still have a it's sweet like spot for that person. In between all the chaos, right? You will see subtle flashes of the old Kanye in it. Exactly. It's like he's everybody keep. Yes, he's a, a, a very talented musician and artist and creep creator and designer this that and the third but sometimes when people call you a genius every day or your whole life that stuff gets to your head not only that though there is a very 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 fine line between genius and insanity mm-hmm. very thin line yeah. <laughs> so, however yeah. i don't know because i'm mm, it, it's a tough one for me Cause I want to say that I, I've just you know cut him off and he's not getting a plate, but I'm like, mm. if I did see him, what would I do? You know who I like, like artist wise, that mm-hmm. music that I can resonate with. People like J Cole who dress like a bum, yeah, and rap bikes and, and play basketball and like he's not a millionaire. Regular, yeah. yeah, like he's not a millionaire. Like I love people like that. Like. I'm just a regular dude. I which, don't have which is to... funny. It's like, how can this regular dude also play basketball yeah. in Uganda and just be yeah. still regular? I don't have to put on any flashy chains, Nothing. watches. Nothing. I'm just throwing on what I got on the closet. I might throw some sneaks on, but I'm Something just a regular simple. dude. That's why I like Sir. Yeah. He's just a... I love Sir, man. I mean, but that's why it's like, if you were famous, I feel like you'd be like one of them. Just a regular dude. What I need all that for? <laughs> Let's go buy some property. I don't need a, a hundred thousand dollar chain around my neck. What I look like, even though I love I love Rick Ross, man. He's the most flashiest dude on the planet, and he's hilarious. I still love his music, but I don't know. I don't have to like show my wealth. But you're not flashy like that already. Mm-mm. I think the worst thing I do is buy. I have a room, nothing but records and old cameras. And cameras. I would spend all the money on records and, and old film cameras. And bikes. And bikes. <laughs> and bikes. That's, that's pretty much my interest right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure what to say about this episode because both of us are sounding a little dry. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. You got to keep going with it regardless. Got to keep going. And um, I hope I hope music goes back to what it used to be what did it what what is what was it used to be like and what genre like what era are you talking about i'm talking about like music that reflects um 
revolutionary type of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, music that actually makes you think, not music that numbs you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what this music is today. It's just nothing but a lot of people are overworked. A lot of people are sick. A lot of people are depressed. And there's just, no motivation music. There's no motivation music, and it's just music that, that keeps you numb and <clears throat> in this cycle of whatever the fuck is going right. on. Right, and that's why I think it's cruel for people like Kendrick to like put out music and then go away because we have that album that's like we're craving something else to just feel He does. He doesn't about. owe that, though. Huh? He doesn't owe us that. He does not owe us that, but I'm saying <clears throat> we have such a slim selection of good music out mm. that when it when we're given it to when it's given to us, mm. we listen to it for a good what year, and then we're like, oh, what, you know, we need more. <laughs> yeah. Or we're just listening to that one thing until they come back. I feel that, but the music That's is out there. Saying. It just has to be easy, easier to access it. Like be easily accessible. Yeah, like I can, all we do is dig for music nowadays. We do really, really do. But yeah. I let you do the digging. I'm already like I don't. Yeah. I get overwhelmed. I'm just like just just play it for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, guys.